Okay, hello and welcome to the Fit Life Podcast. My name is Meg Patel and I'm a personal trainer and founder of the Fit Life Collective, helping people improve all aspects of their fitness, nutrition, mindset and ultimately their lifestyles. Today, I'm going to shine a light on the power of positive connections and really how fundamental they are to your mental health and ability to make strides forward when it comes to practically every aspect of our lives. This is a must listen for anyone who would like some practical steps and I guess some of the things that I talk about might resonate deeply with you and compel you to act with positive intent. Okay, so the power our the power our interpersonal relationships can wield is pretty incredible. They can at once act as huge motivators. They can bring immeasurable joy and really deepen our sense of belonging in this world. On the flip side, they can heavily promote defeating emotions and behavior if we experience negative connections or interactions. I'm sure you can probably think of a few of those. Its value means that positive connections, relationships and experience with others are things we ought to really nurture and really protect. By and large, we're social creatures who require certain conditions to thrive, and the advantages that come from positive connections far outweigh any potential downsides. Like anything of deep value, it doesn't come for free. It needs to be knowingly looked after so you're able to reap the abundant benefits. Indeed, research has shown the strong links close bonds with others play in our motivation and in our behaviour. Uh, If you're on a FitLife program, the benefits that positive connections play in the success of your program are clear. You're more likely to be motivated and be consistent with positive behaviours. Your outcomes are going to be richer and more rewarding. So let's think about this. What are positive connections? What do we mean by positive connections? So going deeper than the relationships that happen to exist in your life, like family members, co-workers and so on, the most positive connections you have are with people with whom you feel comfortable with and have a natural affinity with. Of course, that might also include family members and co-workers as well, but we're talking really about people who you are enthused to share experiences and create memories with. People who seek to understand you. People with whom you feel safe. It's safe enough to share your thoughts and your feelings. People who provide support to and who give it to you too. People with whom you feel comfortable and at ease around. People with good energy. It's not like a tick box exercise. One person, of course, doesn't have to fulfill all of these criteria. But by having the notion of quality when it comes to your connections means that you're loading the balance of probability in favour of them being positive because you're applying a conscious objective filter. This is really important because there's a few things, there's a few things more demoralising than spending emotional energy on people who drain it. You deserve to be lifted up. So that brings me to my next point, seeking out positive people. Good energy is contagious. Think back to a recent time when you were in the company of someone full of life, vibrant, witty, positive, alert, and attentive. It's almost impossible not to get caught up in their energy and feel much more positive simply by just being there, simply just by being in their company. These types of cheerful, energized people, ones that make you feel positive too, they're great to have in your life. They'll often have a glass half full attitude and err towards optimism rather than pessimism. As sounding boards, they'll often frame situations in a more positive light and be minded 
to help lift our spirits when we're feeling a little bit low. Taking conscious steps towards cultivating and deepening connections with positive individuals really does pay off. Choosing to spend your time, and we know how valuable time is, with positive people invariably keeps your mood elevated, your thoughts upbeat, and your behaviours positive. So I just wanted to address family next. Uh, Your family, whether it's large or whether it's small, they're part of your life. How far you choose to allow members from it into your life is a whole other matter. At some point, most of us likely come to an appreciation of what we do and don't get from members of our family. It's perfectly normal and it's okay to reflect on that. It's perfectly fine to hold family members up to the same standards we might seek from our connections in the wider world too. After all, we're seeking positive connections, not forced, not draining, not substandard connections. By all means, love and tend to your family, but if distance from certain members is needed, recognise that, recognise it as necessary and accept that. It doesn't mean you need to cancel people. Sometimes just some emotional or physical distance is enough to tip the balance of good energy back into your favour. You can still still certainly love from a distance. You can still be respectful from a distance. Your relationships may well be better from a distance with the space there to be grateful for what it does bring and to be forgiving if necessary. Emotional maturity brings with it a sense of what sits well and what doesn't within us. I say that again. Emotional maturity brings with it a sense of what sits well and what doesn't within us. Sometimes we actually have to go through some hardship to develop this maturity. Be true to yourself and know that if your family is able to provide you with all you need emotionally, then you're probably in the minority. Most likely you'll stitch together a family away from your family composed of close friends from your wider world. Okay, we'll talk about choice next. Your connections are a choice. Whilst we don't need scores of connections to feel happy, we should be open to new opportunities to connect. Time is a really great leveller in many aspects of life, but particularly when it comes to your connections. People, they walk their individual paths and sometimes step off the one that might be walking near you right now. They might move away, they might add to their family, they might need to care for others, or may otherwise choose just to forge a new route for themselves. It's important to bear in mind that few things last forever, and it's key to understand and appreciate that connections are fluid, because people are fluid, and life is fluid. So, do be open to new opportunities to connect with people, stay curious, stay open, and look to enthusiastically enhance the connections that you have with those people who feel right. They're always going to be your choice. Okay, we're going to talk next about a word that I can barely pronounce, reciprocity. Okay, Uh, reciprocity. So, I'm glad I said that first time. Took me a few goes last time. Simply viewing others as a means to our own ends are going to result in connections that aren't rich in quality. What you invest into a relationship matters. I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that you always get out what you put in. Okay, that's especially true when it comes to our connection, connections, but it does take two to tango. You're not likely to be rewarded with a rich, rewarding connection if you're not contributing. Investment into our relationships in the context 
of seeking positive connections should be rooted in emotional investment rather than material investment. I'll say that one more time. Investment into our relationships in the context of seeking positive connections should be rooted in emotional investment rather than material investment. Connections that you that are based on you providing physical things aren't connections that are rooted in anything of deep value. They might involve you literally buying things over and over for these people. It might involve you being a provider of food, drinks and so on. When we root and link our connections into physical things, there's reduced space for emotional connection. I'm not saying never buy a gift or cook a meal, but don't let these things become what the relationship and the connection is all about. You sort of see the couples on holiday just sat at dinner in silence. Unless they've had a, a bit of a disagreement, their relationship has probably become about material things. It's, it might be the kids. It might be the hotel or the holiday itself. It could be a little bit deeper. Their relationship might have been forged on material necessity, like to have a house, to have a certain lifestyle, ticking those boxes. These things then become the root and branches of the connection itself but it's not a rich connection. It's not rewarding. It's culminated in silent dinners and a functional existence. Interpersonal relationships are one thing. You can know someone for decades, but never actually know them, what they like, what they dislike, what matters to them, what their hopes, dreams, and fears are. Interpersonal connection is the quality of your one-to-one time. This is where emotional investment comes in. Investing into the emotional aspects of our relationship relationships is deeper and is going to likely result in connections of true value. Simple things you can provide include listening, being present, simply checking in, demonstrating care and love, being interested and becoming involved in their passions, being attentive to events and milestones and choosing to create and share experience, the good and the bad, and creating memories. Trust me, choosing emotional over material investment is going to pay off with far stronger, far more rewarding connections and outcomes for you. Choosing to reciprocate or at least create the conditions without any expectations for reciprocity pays off. Now, it's important to appreciate the need to be realistic about your connections. They might very well view you in a different light and that's fine. The the key thought here is appreciation. Appreciate that connections come and they sometimes go. They might be in your life for a reason, for a particular period of your life, and then just gently disappear. It goes back to what I was saying before about the fluidity of connections. As long as you're true to yourself and have a good set of standards and boundaries, there's no reason you can't cultivate incredibly positive connections now and forever. Okay, so that brings me to the end of this particular podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and that you gained some value from it. My name again is Meg Patel from the Fit Life Collective. You can find me over on thefitlife.co where you can join the Fit Life Club for free, giving you access to a whole bunch of resources and tools that will move you forward with your mindset, fitness, lifestyle and nutrition. Thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your day.